Wagner, 620 WTMJ. Okay, let's start with the biggest story of the day. If you have money in the stock market, uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average has just opened up. It is up 111 points. Now, why is that significant? The Dow Jones, for the first time, has broken the 20,000 market uh, um, uh, level. It is now tw- the Dow's at 20,000. 25 up 113 points um this is the first time it's ever gone over 20,000 and again that's that that is i guess it's more symbolic than anything because you know dow uh, again right now it's up a half a percent so i mean it's, it's gone up and gone down by bigger margins than that but 20,000 20,000 uh that's it's one of these psychological type of things and so will it finish the day over 20,000 well well who knows but uh that is the big news the Dow Industrials topping 20,000 for the first time now for everybody who predicted that after Donald Trump's election and remember future you want to talk about stupid traders People, T-R-A-D-E-R-S, not traitors, stupid traitors. It's the people who do things in, in panic modes. You remember last, what was it, in the summer, when uh, voters in Great Britain, voters in the United Kingdom decide that they are going to exit the European Union, that the, the whole thing with, with Brexit. And immediately afterwards, the stock market plunges. And people, oh, this is going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible. And two weeks later, the stock market is hitting record, record highs. The night Donald Trump was elected, election night, over overnight, and there's you know you can do after hours trading. Overnight, the stock market goes down by a couple hundred points. People, oh, this is going to be disastrous. Well, a couple days later, again, it's pushing towards record highs, and now we've just topped twenty thousand at least for the moment. Will it hold there? Again, I, I don't know, but that is the big story, and we will continue to follow that all day. In addition, the weather. It's um, I, I, the sense I get is it depends where you are in our listening area. When I was driving in this morning, I mean, no, no problem at all. And, you know, and here around our studio, it's, it's just rain. Hondo, when you were driving in from Bayview, just rain, right? Just, just, just rain. No, no problems at all. The further north or the further west you get, all the Madison schools are closed. Madison schools are closed. I mean, the forecast is, you know, six plus inches out there. And so it just kind of depends. It's sort of spotty. I'm looking at the radar and again, it's, it's spotty sort of stuff, but we will continue to keep you updated on what goes on there. All right. We start off every show with three big things, but before that, I, I just, I just have to indulge myself for a minute. Were you at the Marquette game last night? 414-799-1620, 800-877-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage toll-free talk line. Last night's game is a reflection of why I like college basketball so much. And it's it's not a knock on, on pro basketball. The players are absolutely tremendous, and you've got all this talent. But the truth is, regular season professional basketball games, you can see really great games because there's so many of them. And, and then you can see games that are real, real dogs because it's an 82-game season, and sometimes it's a cold night in January, and you know one team just decides, okay, we're, we're not going to play that hard. One of the things I noticed that even though there's mismatches in college basketball, it, because there's a limited number of games, every game matters. And I, I like the whole atmosphere. You've got the kids, the student sections, you've got the band, you've got the cheerleaders, you've got the dance team, you've got that environment. And, and then every once in a while, you th- see things that were very, very special. And that's that's what happened at the Bradley Center yesterday, where you know Marquette, which has been a good, slightly above average team, I would say, for the last couple of years. They haven't been in the NCAA tournament during the last couple of years under Coach Steve Wojciechowski, who I think is a really good coach. But you know, last Saturday, the team on the road beats Creighton, which was number seven in the country. And then last night, you have this game against Villanova, number one team in the country at the time, a game where Marquette is really kind of out of it for the first 30-plus minutes of the game. You know, for a good portion of the game, I think they were behind by like 14 or 15 points at halftime. Um, they they just, you know, they were kind of hanging around, but they were never, ever, ever making a, a real run. And I remember I, I was kind of thinking, okay, well, this is they're, they're going to be competitive. They didn't get blown out like they did when they played Villanova, but they're, they're going to be competitive, but, you know, it's going to be a loss. And then all of a sudden, and, and they had chances. I mean, they're missing free throws. They're not getting rebounds. They're having the ball stolen. And then all of a sudden, the last five minutes, boom, Marquette turns it on. Villanova just falls apart. And 
74-72. Just an incredible win, and, and one of the reasons why I think if you love college basketball, that was one of the that was one of the reasons. And of course, I, I felt bad for the security people at the the Bradley Center. I know many of them. Um, because the entire student section decides they are going to bum rush the court. And it's just, you, you perhaps have seen the film of this. I mean, it, it just happens instantaneously. There's a couple of the, the security people who look like the, the Kevin Bacon character in Animal House, you know, at the end of the movie trying to say, all is calm, all is calm. And it's just everybody just pouring onto the court, but a lot of fun and um, just an outstanding outstanding game it's great for the marquette basketball program and it's one of the reasons why if you love college basketball um last night was one of the reasons all right three big things we start with are we just can't we just get along Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. Is there that one traffic nuisance that gets you every rush hour which you think deserves to be made into a law? Here's your chance. It ought to be a law coming up at 207 this afternoon during WTMJ today. You know, there's a lot of conversation going on nowadays about, oh, it's hate. Donald Trump, he's a bully. It's it's so hateful. You know, yesterday during this segment, we talked about the the fact that you have this woman who writes for Saturday Night Live who's now been suspended indefinitely, who decides that it's fun to mock the the 10-year-old son of Donald Trump. Oh, look at him. He's going to be the first homeschooled shooter, you know, what – you know, what, whatever. And so now she's been suspended. You know, you've, you've had other people that were mocking. He's a 10-year-old boy. Well, look at the way he looked at the inauguration, you know, and they think that's fun. Here's one of these other examples. Do you know, Honda, do you know who Chelsea Handler is? You probably do. Chelsea Handler is probably a B-list comedian, I, I, I'd say. And I, I mean, she's done some, some funny stuff. She's, she's very edgy. She had a show on Comedy Central for a while, and then she had a show on Netflix, and, and now I think she still does something that, that's on Netflix. And uh, again, very edgy, big Hillary Clinton supporter. She's one of the people that said when Donald Trump was elected, it was going to be the end of civilization. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, if you, if you look at the definition of drama queen, now I understand reasonable people can disagree about the Trump administration, but but the end of civilization. Okay, so anyhow, she's giving an interview to, um, it, I think it's Vanity Fairs, where she's doing th- this interview, and they they ask her about you know whether or not she would be interested in interviewing uh, Variety. She, they ask her, you know, would you be interested in interviewing Donald Trump on your show? And she says, no, I, I have no interest in, in interviewing Donald Trump. Oh, okay, fine. Um, then, then they say, well, well, how about how about the first lady? How about Melania Trump? And she says, well, why, why would I talk to her? She can barely speak English. Um, okay, now now Chelsea Handler who, by the way, does not hold a college degree. Okay, so here you have one of these Hollywood elites that um, even B-list celebrities that does not have a college degree saying, well, why would I talk to Melania Trump? She, she can barely speak English. Okay, here, here's the um, thing. Melania Trump um, speaks five different languages. I mean, she speaks five different languages. She was born in Slavonia, Slovenia. She speaks Slovenian, English, French, Serbian, and German. And German. I mean, okay, now, as somebody who has always wished that I could be fluent in other languages, but my mind just does not work that way, I mean, I've, I've, I've struggled. I can do a little bit of French, and that, that's, that's pretty much it. But, okay, I, so I really respect people who are, are multilingual. Here you have a woman speaks five languages, but Chelsea Handler, who never graduated from college, she doesn't want to interview her because, well, she can barely speak English. And again, it is the hate left that's out there, just kind of this deranged sort of stuff. All right, big thing number one. To that point, we, we've now had... You know, the first four or five days of the Donald Trump administration. And if you pick up newspapers or you turn on the mainstream TV stations, it is one negative story after another. There's no question that Trump is accomplishing all sorts of things. I mean, you know, you want to talk about his use of executive order or presidential memoranda, you know, the different initiatives that he's launching. And it seems like 
the mainstream media goes out of its way to try to create controversy. I mean, the story yesterday that was getting the headlines, I mean, all the stuff that Donald Trump is doing, the story that gets the headlines is, well, he had this private meeting with some congressional leaders, and he maintained the position that he thinks that there were three or four or five million illegal votes cast. And, and that's, of course, the headlines that are written. And then you've got all the opinion writers, and then you've got all the editorial boards. Oh, this shows how out of Trump Donald Trump is. When, when the bottom line is, Okay, well, maybe he should let it go. Who really cares? So his spokesperson, um, the White House press secretary, Sean Spicer, he comes out and he has the audacity to say, you know, you talk about a a war with the media, but part of the problem is, you know, we believe that you reporters are, are too negative towards presidential towards president trump and it's not about one tweet it's not about one picture it's a constant theme the default narrative is always negative and it's demoralizing and if you wonder why we're hostile towards you it is because you know we don't think we are getting a fair shake it is just the constant sort of stuff whether it's fake news or whether it's the spin you try to give on real news, you know, enough is enough. Most presidents get honeymoons. You know, all we're doing is this getting is this constant negative attention. All right, 414-799-1620, 800-877-1620. That's the Accident Mortgage Toll-Free Talk Line. Does the press secretary have, have a point? Is the media, which is supposed to objectively and admittedly critically cover public officials, has the coverage been too relentlessly negative about this president? Always looking for, all right, what is the thing, what is the flaw that we can find? What is the error we can find? And let's give that the attention. Would you like to see them not not do their job, but would you like to see the mainstream media lighten up a bit and give the guy a chance? 414-799-1620, 800-877-1620. That's the Accident Mortgage toll-free talk line. Is the media too negative about Donald Trump? You know, I just, I understand the, the frustration, and I, I get that Trump plays into this by being very, very thin-skinned and, you know, ending up, you know, sending out these tweets. But you look at some of the stuff that's going on. There was the report, one reporter says, well, you know, Trump removed the bust of Martin Luther King from, you know, the, the Oval Office. Well, that, that's, I mean, it's not true. The guy apparently looked into the window door of the Oval Office and there was a Secret Service person or somebody that was standing in the way and the guy didn't see it. 414-799-1620, 800-877-1620. Is the coverage too relentlessly negative? Mike and Racine, Mike, you're first. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Jeff. What do you um, think? I think the coverage is uh, pretty much pretty negative, and it's a it's a tragedy that that's politics in this day and age. You know, President Obama kind of went through the same thing his first days in office, and I just think the country needs to take a deep breath and let him do his job. You know, and, it, and it's like kind you, of a do you think? I mean, see, well, I guess where, I mean I agree with what you're saying up to a point, Mike. I don't think. I do not remember the coverage of Obama, in, especially in the beginning, in the mainstream media, being as relentlessly negative as it was about Trump. Now, maybe maybe I'm just forgetting stuff, but actually I think Obama had quite a, a honeymoon um, to the extent that I think a lot of the coverage, if you were critical of Obama, that you were viewed as, as a racist or an obstructionist or, or whatever. I, I think that's a fair assessment. I just My overall point is I just wish everybody would take a deep breath. Right. Let the administration get in there. Let them yep. do their job, and, and be fair on both—you know, both sides well, of the aisle. Well, right. So I think, that's right. my hope. Yeah, no, th- I could, and see, and I don't think that the media necessarily needs to be a cheerleader for Donald Trump. I, I'm, I'm not arguing that. And look, and I didn't just fall off the turnip truck. I truck. I don't expect that because I understand you've got predominantly a leftist mainstream media, and then you've you've got you know Donald Trump, who I'm not sure whether he's a conservative or what, but I. I, I get that you're not going to have necessarily the warm, fuzzy stuff, the, the tingle up your legs that, you know, people were getting from Barack Obama in the mainstream media. But at the same time, it, it is it is this idea of, okay, let's, there's 95 things going on. Let's try to find those one or two things, and then let's turn this into a headline. Again, the, the classic example being, well, at some private meeting, he said that he believes that there were four or five, thousand, four or five million illegal votes. That's going to be the big story. Let's talk to Mike in Brookfield. Mike, you're on 620 WTMJ. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Um, I think the media has a, uh, uh, a duty to be critical of the president mm-hmm. and to call him out on uh, things. But the problem is, is in the last eight years, the media forgot about that with Barack Obama. And like you said before, I think he had an eight-year honeymoon. They fawned over him, and and that's the problem. 
Yeah, right. And so, right. So it's just this, this sort of con- what you're saying is there's now this contrast. Even if they're going back to doing what their real job should be, um, they they abdicated their responsibility for eight years. <laughs> and so it's like okay, yes, they did. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, thanks. For, I mean, again, I just think, and, and again, I appreciate that. You know, I appreciate that when you're talking about the leader of the free world or a governor or whatever, it is fair and appropriate to you know view what they say. You know, to ask questions. And I understand that, again, Trump plays into this when Trump, you know, goes to Twitter and just goes over the heads of the media and they resent that because they, they feel it makes him irrelevant. But at the same time, I understand what the press secretary is saying. He says, you know, when you know, it's, it's not just about one story, but when every day all we have is people who are out here looking to kind of do the gotcha story, it gets old. And you wonder why, if we start to get hostile or we start to get defensive, you know, after a while when you figure that you can't get a fair shake, well, okay, sooner or later, that that's what happens. Um, Dave in Appleton. Dave, you're on 620 WTMJ. Good morning. Good morning, Jeff. Yeah, I was watching, actually, MSNBC last night, and they were talking about uh, uh, President Trump right. uh, signing the Keystone Pipeline and letting that right. go again in the, in the one in North Dakota. And they brought up the fact that there's been two ruptured uh, pipelines in Canada, yeah. you know, and it was like yeah. somehow that was his fault that the, a pipeline in Canada had ruptured and spilled 50,000 gallons of oil right. and, you know, didn't show the dead birds and all right. this type of stuff. And it was like, what? Yeah. You're just like, what? Right. Well, right. And of course, we've got pipelines all over. And most people will tell you that actually the pipelines are more environmentally sensitive and safer than traffic, you know, transporting oil in tanker trucks or whatever that can flip over when the roads are snowy or things like that and cause spills. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, how is something that happened in Canada four months ago, Donald Trump's fault? Right. Yeah. See, and I think that's I think that's another reason why the mainstream media finds itself becoming more and more irrelevant. And I think it's one of the reasons that Trump, that's why he's not going to give up Twitter, because he can speak directly to people. He doesn't need the mainstream media. But then when the mainstream media starts to turn around and whine about, well, you know, why you're not doing this or that, I I think the press secretary is on to something. There's been no honeymoon. It's 856, Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. Big thing number two coming up, and it is going on well any minute now down in downtown milwaukee stick around jeff wagner 620 wtmj we are right in the middle of our three big things marina dmitrievic a big time lefty former chairperson of the milwaukee county board um, she she tried to get off of the county board. She ran for office. She wanted to be a state representative. This was at the time when the county board was being, at least their pay was being cut from full-time to, to part-time, and she tried to bail. She was, uh, and then just got her hat handed to her in uh, a Democratic primary. She wanted to be a state representative. There was a lot of that going on, so she lost. So now she's still on the county board, and she is the exec, also the executive director of something called the Wisconsin Working Families Party, which is this sort of, like... I don't know, this really tiny, big-time lefty, or this really tiny but organization that's devoted to big-time lefty causes. So, so that's it. So anyhow, she is the architect of this resolution, which is being debated as we speak, 9 o'clock, um, by a committee of the Milwaukee County Board. Um, it's the Health and Human Needs Committee. Now, I'm going to share the resolution with you. I actually talked about this a month and a half ago when it first came out, but it is now back, and this is seriously what some of our elected officials in Milwaukee County are now spending their time on. This is the resolution. Bear with me. A resolution opposing discrimination in all its forms and affirming Milwaukee County's commitment to value all people equally, regardless of race, sex, class, religion, sexual orientation, gender identity and expression, disability, age, ancestry or nationality, ethnicity, political or religious affiliation or creed. Whereas 
On November 8, 2016, Donald Trump was elected to be the 45th president of the United States. Now, therefore, be it resolved that no matter the threats made by President-elect Trump, Milwaukee County will remain a safe county for all immigrants, no matter their current status of documentation. And we will not turn our back on the men and women from other countries who continue to make this country great. Milwaukee County will always prioritize keeping families together and united in all situations. Be it further resolved that we will continue to work for the realization of women's rights whether in health care, the workplace, or any other area threatened by a man who treats women as objects to be assaulted and demeaned. Be it further resolved, we will ensure our young girls grow up with the role models to show them that opportunities abound and their potential is unlimited. Be it further resolved, there will be no conversion therapy, no withdrawal of rights in Milwaukee County. We banned discrimination based on gender identity in 2004 and issued the first same-sex marriage licenses in Wisconsin, and we are not stopping now. Be it further resolved that to all the LGBTQ people in Milwaukee County and across the United States who feel scared, bullied, or alone, you matter. You are seen, you are loved, and Milwaukee County will never stop fighting for you and your rights. Be it further resolved, and this this is being debated today by the Milwaukee County Board, that we still believe in this nation's founding principle of religious freedom. We will not ban people for their faith, and the only lists we keep are on invitations to come pray together. Be it further resolved that black lives matter in Milwaukee County, even if they may not in Trump's White House. It continues. Be it further resolved that Milwaukee County, guided by President Obama's task force on 21st century policing, will continue to advocate for reforms in local law enforcement, which, let me translate, that means letting criminals on the street, and work to rebuild trust between police and communities of color so all citizens feel safe in their neighborhoods. Be it further resolved that climate change is not a hoax, and in this county, with its emerald necklace of parks, parkways, and urban waterways, and bordered by the beautiful shores of Lake Michigan, science matters, and we will continue our work to protect our natural resources for future generations. Be it further resolved that Milwaukee County will continue to offer the Go Pass, which increases the independence of older adults and people with disabilities, and Milwaukee County will continue to expand and improve transit options with bus rapid transit, which of course means tearing off roads so you can get to the medical college from downtown six minutes faster, and new routes, whether Trump's administration follows through on its platform to eliminate federal transit funding or not. Be it further resolved that Milwaukee County is the driving economic engine of Wisconsin, and we will not be bullied by threats to revoke our federal funding, nor will we sacrifice our values or members of our community for federal dollars. And be it further resolved that we condemn all hate crimes and hate speech perpetrated in this election's wake. And although the United States will soon have a president who has demonstrated a lack of respect for the values we hold in the highest regard in Milwaukee County, it cannot change who we are, and it will never change our values. We argue, we campaign, we debate vigorously within Milwaukee Milwaukee County, but on these points we are 100% united and we will fight discrimination and recklessness in all its forms. We are one county. We will move forward together. That resolution is being debated and will be voted on presumably by the Milwaukee County Board Committee this morning on health and human needs, and if it passes, it will go to the full county board. Big story number two, 414-799-1620, 800-877-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Toll-Free Talk Line. This is, of course, the, the ultimate liberal pipe dream screed. It's got everything in it. Trump is hateful. We are not going to go along with any sort of immigration reform. We want, you know, to tear up the roadways to put the buses in. We're, it, is, it is the complete and total, you know, liberal wish list, masking, being masked as this anti-hate resolution. But here's the larger point. All right, we elect people in Milwaukee County to represent us on the county board to presumably, you know, deal with some of the real issues. What do you think of this resolution? Is it a waste of time? Should county supervisors be debating this, which will have no practical effect? And and, and what do you think about the content in its entirety? 414-799-1620, 800-877-1620. That's the Accident Mortgage toll-free talk line. And for a lot of people, maybe if you were looking for yet another excuse to move out of Milwaukee County, you know, maybe the fact that the county board is choosing to put out this manifesto, maybe... Maybe that might be one of the examples and reasons for it. 414-799-1620 is the number we discussed. 915, Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. 918, Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. Honest to goodness, 
This is the type of thing, and and the people who are being paid by us taxpayers in Milwaukee County are going to be debating this this morning. This is the type of thing. It does remind me, okay, if you were in college in the 70s, it's the type of thing, if you were in student government, you sit down, you drink a bunch 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 of bottles of Boone's Farm apple wine, you smoke some pot, you know, maybe take a couple mushrooms, and then you just sit down and say, hey, man, let's talk about all the different stuff that we want to do to make this world great. 414-799-1620, I mean, really? Dwayne in Kenosha. Dwayne, you're on 620 WTMJ. Dwayne. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Well, as I told your screener, my mother used, or my grandmother used to have a saying, which I feel is appropriate here. What a bunch of hog wash. <laughs> I think that that's the most ridiculous thing I've heard in a long time. You know, have they gone to Colorado and, and <laughs> invested in, in, in one of those uh, dispensary, marijuana dispensaries out there? I mean, it's Well, that's ridiculous. about the only thing that is missing from this. this, this I mean, this is, it's, it's sort of like if, if you sat down, like, in somebody's basement and tried to come up with, like, the, the liberal screed. Now, look, I, I understand if, if you were talking about something specific— all right, that, that you wanted the county board to do, uh, you, let's declare Milwaukee County a sanctuary city. Well, okay, then then let's say let, we're going to declare Milwaukee County a sanctuary city. We're not going to cooperate with federal immigration law, period, and, and then have that debate. Maybe that's something that maybe you're going to be able to accomplish. But, I mean, my goodness, this this is nothing like that. This this is just kind of let's throw all these ideas together. You've got immigration reform. You've got, you know, gender rights, and you've got the go pass all thrown into one it I, I, legalizing pot is the only thing not in this i i think they're not even living in reality i think they're expecting everything to be you know unicorns and rainbows <laughs> it's not even close to being what's really happening in the world today that's well, right, and it's it, my opinion. Well, no, I see, and, th- and see, and it's 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 not just that, but it's th- this is not the role of of the Milwaukee County Board. I mean, you know, you, these people that we pay and we elect to have these meetings, you know, theoretically they are supposed to pass laws or ordinances that affect quality of life, not these sort of stupid pie in the sky type of resolutions. That most of which, I mean, is a wish list of lefty causes that most of which have absolutely nothing to do with what these people have been elected to do. Now, if it's fine to say, well, you know, we're, you know, we, you know, we're against hate. Well, okay, everybody's against hate. What does that mean? Jeff in Milwaukee. Jeff, you're on 620 WTMJ. Good morning. Jeff, hi. Hi. Um, congratulations on your promotion to first shift. Well, I, I don't know if it's really a promotion, but thank you. I'm getting up earlier, right? but thanks a lot. I appreciate it. What do you think? Well, I'm one of those 60-year-old liberals that went to college in the 70s. <laughs> And I listened to the diatribe. And at first, you know, it started out, you know, this is just kind of common sense stuff that, you know, President Trump is going to be doing. But the end of his <laughs> position, you know, was just all this superfluous name calling, whatever you want to say. Yeah. And again, nothing to address the solutions. Right. Right. Um, you know, to address the problems in Milwaukee. Well, well right, I- exactly. And again, re- whether you're conservative or liberal or independent or Republican or Democrat, I mean, th- there are real issues facing Milwaukee County. And, and like I say, if you want to, l- let's take the issue of immigration. If you want to say we should formally declare Milwaukee County to be a sanctuary city and as a policy we say we will not cooperate with federal immigration authorities, okay, say that and then let's have this debate about that instead of this you know, sort of like sweeping type of generalities things. I mean, it, it accomplishes, it, accompl- it seems to me it is a complete waste of time. Well, yeah, okay, listen to it, fine, we're going to consider it and then, then move on. Right. You know, I mean, again, there, there are some more pressing issues I, well, you know, I th- right, th- th- right. No, ex- exactly. And thanks to call, Jeff. There, there are more. Not only are there more pressing issues, there are issues that maybe people, you know, if you are a Milwaukee County supervisor, there might even be issues that you absolutely and actually have some control on. Okay, County Supervisor Steve Taylor, who I, I don't necessarily agree with all the time. You know, he he's come out and he says he's voting against this. He said, "Look, I I'm not in favor of discrimination, but this resolution is nothing more than political posturing for the benefit of select special interest 
groups. You know, he said election season is over, and this is the kind of campaign-style rhetoric that won't bring people together at a time when we need to um, find common ground. President Trump has only been in office for a few days, and we need to give him a chance to bring the country together before launching into attacks on him. It's not the place of the county board to engage in political posturing and attempt to satisfy every liberal special interest group just because they lost an election. Amen. Chris in Slinger. Chris, you're on 620 WTMJ. Good morning. Good morning. Your last comments are exactly what I was going to say, and I just don't recall since when are paid, taxpayer-paid employees, you know, yeah, of like, the county yeah. or state, since when is it their job to badmouth the president and the commander-in-chief, especially so early on, and frankly, to even just take political stances in a public forum? That's not what they're paid to do. Now, whether one is a uh, Trump fan or not, that's not the point. The point is whether Obama's in office, Clinton's in office, whether it's McCain or, or, or in this case, right. Trump, it's not the job of the taxpayer-paid officials to make uh, political statements against the president or the commander-in-chief or any other political right. uh, elected right. official. Uh, under the imprimatur of Milwaukee County, and then, you know, using, okay, this is going to be the official Milwaukee County position. I live in Milwaukee County, and it sure isn't my position on most of this stuff. Yeah, exactly. Now, as an individual politician, if you want to come out because you think it's going to help you get campaign donations, or next, next time you run for elective office, maybe you think it's going to help you have a coalition, and you want to, you want to come out, you want to have a rally or something, that, that's fine. But right, this is county board activity, and 80 to 90 percent of the stuff in here doesn't have anything to do with the activities of the Milwaukee County Board. It, it, it doesn't. And let me ask you a question. And okay. At what point is this abuse of power, and at what point can we help hold those uh, officials accountable and say, no, you need to be removed from office because you're creating unrest and, and stepping outside the boundaries of what Chris, your responsibilities are and aren't. Chris, this is the Milwaukee County Board. These are the people that gave us the, the pension scandal, some of whom still serve on the Milwaukee County Board. Unfortunately, and it pains me to say this as somebody, somebody who is a resident of Milwaukee County, we get we get the elected officials that we get. And, you know, you, you look at a lot of the people on this Milwaukee, Milwaukee County Board and you understand why this resolution is probably going to pass. I mean, I, I just I, I don't have a better answer than that. What, why do why does Milwaukee County keep electing these goofs? Well, part of it is because the county board doesn't have enough real stuff to do. And so you have time to do these type of things to allow them to pander. Like I say, you've got a good portion of the county board who don't want to be county board supervisors. They want to be other things. They want to run for other elected offices. So they're using their taxpayer paid for gigs on the county board to try to position themselves. Hey, now I'm running for state representative in two years or state senator. Remember, I was with you. You know, support me. Mark in Elkhorn. Mark, you're on 620 WTMJ. Good morning. Good morning, Jeff. Uh, one quick comment here on this, and then I'll let you move on. Um, we don't have to worry about Ringling Brothers, Barnum & Bailey, closing down the circus in May, because we'll still have the Milwaukee County Board Clown Car Act to follow. It is. The, 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 exactly. That, that is, it is, you're right. The circus, if you were worried that the circus is leaving town, no, because as long as we've got Marina Dmitrievic and other members of the Milwaukee County Board, the circus God help us, is going to be around for a long time. 927, Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. Big thing, our third big story of the day coming up. 929, Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. One final point on the Clown Car Act that is the Milwaukee County Board that is going to be spending time debating this quote-unquote anti-hate resolution, this liberal manifesto today in committee. And when it passes, and it will pass, it will then be debated by the full Milwaukee County Board. Here, here, here is the underlying thing. If you had any doubt at all whether the Milwaukee County Board should have simply been downsized and or turned into people who receive part-time pay, as opposed to being completely eliminated, this, this is God's way of telling us that if they have enough time to do this and debate this resolution, it is God's way of telling us that the entire county board— should have been eliminated. We do not need these elected officials, and we'd be much better off with you know one or two people, like as an executive committee, working with the county executive. If this is what we need the county board for, 
Well, we don't need the Clown Car Act that is the county board. 35, Jeff Wagner, 620 WPMJ after the team's playoff loss in Atlanta. Does Packers head coach Mike McCarthy see this past season as a, success, as a success or a disappointment? He looks back at the entire season during Wisconsin's afternoon news. That's at 4.51 today. Be sure and check that out. Again, um, in the financial world, the big story is the Dow Jones Industrial Average topping 20,000 for the first time. Right now it's at 20,044. And again, that's it, we, we like round numbers. You know, people, zero-year birthdays are, are big deals with people. Um, this this is, you know, this is just a round number. In some respects, a number, again, is, is just a number because, for example, today the Dow Jones, it's up 121 points. That's about like half a percent. And so, like I was saying, you know, there's certainly been days when there's been larger increases in the Dow than half a percent. But psychologically, passing the 20,000 barrier, um, that's... That's a sign, at least, that the people, at least the people who are betting with their money, think that the economy is going to continue to grow and maybe grow faster than it's been. So, anyways, uh, we'll continue to monitor that all day. Right now, the Dow at twenty thousand forty-five. No guarantee that just because it's top, and it's. I actually thought it would have done this before the end of the year, quite candidly, because it got close. But uh, twenty thousand forty-four. No guarantee that it's going to stay above twenty thousand, but psychologically, kind of a big deal. All right. Big story number three. Uh, Donald Trump, since taking office, has started issuing a series of executive orders and or presidential memoranda. The the effect of these is essentially the the same. Um, But it's – and Obama did this a lot as well. It's directions to the federal government as to what to do, not to do. Some of Obama's stuff essentially ran counter to federal law. He would say, okay, I know federal law says one thing, but I am directing you not to enforce this. I control the executive branch. I control the law enforcement people. So even though the law says do this, I'm telling you don't do that. So that was the way that you could circumvent laws, and it's led to, for example, a lot of legislation. Legislation, a lot of court battles over this. So Donald Trump is in the process of undoing a number of things that Obama did, and he's also in the process of issuing his own executive orders to people in the executive branch, telling them because they work for him, telling him what, telling them what he wants them to do and what he doesn't want to do. And there's executive orders we'll talk about a little bit later on with regard to you know the renewing the construction of the pipelines, um, all sorts of different orders that are out there. Uh, Jane was referring to, you know, one executive order. He's directing a full-scale investigation into whether or not there were really three or four or five million illegal votes that were cast over the course of the next election, last election. I say this every day. If I were to give the president advice, not that he is listening, I, I would drop this. I, I mean, I don't have a problem with having the Justice Department investigate whether or not there is widespread voter fraud in this country, with the idea of if we really do determine that there's millions and millions of dead people that are voting and millions and millions of you know people who aren't legally allowed to vote who are voting, you know maybe then we need to come up with with initiatives, but. The problem is it's being done in this context of, of Donald Trump saying, well, I would have won the popular vote if it wasn't for, like, all this these illegal votes. And he's much better off simply saying, hey, we would have won the popular vote if we campaigned to win the popular vote. But we didn't do that. You know, we, we put together our map. We won the Electoral College. That's what it's all about. That's why we didn't campaign in California, so we got killed by millions of votes in California if if he wanted to come out and talk about voter fraud, that would be fine. But doing it in the context of, I, I think we really won the popular vote, um, makes him look petty, and it undermines what might be a significant issue. But in any event, the executive order that caught my attention the most this morning was the planned executive order with regard to immigration from countries that are known to have large numbers of terrorists. Now, during the election season, Donald Trump proposed this idea of of, of banning Muslims. And that, I think, for, for most of us, whether you're conservative or liberal, that is sent off all sorts of red flags because, you know, we don't have a religious test in this country. You cannot ban people based on a particular religion. However, you can 
as long as you are going to apply rules across the board, you can, for example, limit, say, immigration from certain countries. So that's what he is apparently getting ready to do. Um, What he is expected to do today is sign several executive orders restricting immigration from Syria and six other Middle Eastern or African countries. Um, In addition to Syria, his orders are expected to temporarily restrict access to the United States for most refugees. Another order will block visas from being issued to Iraq, Iran, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and Yemen um, until until the State Department and the Department of Homeland Security can increase the intensity of the vetting process. So he's not saying, look, if you're a Muslim, you can't come into this country. But he is saying, you know, we're essentially going to put immigration from a series of these countries on hold until we can make sure that we're doing a better job of vetting people to make sure that we're not bringing in people into this country who are going to act as terrorists. I would also hope that as part of that vetting, you also increase the way we check up on people once they come in with visas to make sure that they leave when their visas expire. Because if you think back to 9-11, what, what was that? That was people who came into this country, in most cases legally on visas, and then just disappeared in the country. We lost track of them. And that continues, you know, 15 years later to be a huge problem. All right, 414-799-1620, 800-877-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Toll-Free Talk Line. Trump will not be saying, hey, if you're a Muslim, you can't come into this country. He will be saying, at least temporarily, for example, we are suspending and restricting immigration from countries where there is a large amount of people who might be sympathetic to terrorist causes. Is this reasonable? It's not a permanent ban. It is going to be a temporary ban to figure out what the vetting process is and to allow the State Department and Homeland Security to perhaps increase the intensity of the vetting process. Does this make sense to you? And again, it's going to apply to everybody coming in from Syria, regardless of what their religious belief is. We discuss next. 942, Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. 45, Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. It's a Wednesday night game in the middle of January, but the Bucks match up with the 76ers might be more important than you think. Greg Matzik explains why tonight on Sports Central 607. All right, big story number three. Donald Trump is issuing a whole number of executive orders. One that he will be issuing will temporarily halt immigration from Syria and a series of other countries. This is not a ban on Muslims. Rather, it is a ban on people coming in from a group of countries that uh, the president is concerned. Um, There is a likelihood or at least a possibility that there might be some of the people coming in might be involved in terrorist activities. The ban will exist as long until a vetting process gets developed. Good idea, bad idea. Katie in West Dallas. Katie, good morning. You're on 620 WTMJ. Good morning. Um, I completely agree with Trump. Um, I think this is really important that we do this because we already have enough people here that we're concerned about that let's just hold off a little bit, take a deep breath, get our stuff together, get a better process going, and then we can start talking about letting them back. Well, but right, right. It's, it's not a permanent ban, but he's concerned yeah. with the vetting. And, you know, as I was saying just a minute ago, too, I, I would hope he would go farther, because the thing that troubles me is not just coming into this country, but we have a lousy system. You know, we, we reg- I think we do an okay job of t- keeping track of who comes into this country. But once they get into this country, that we, we just, we don't follow up. And so you have all these people that have overstayed their visas and are allowed to overstay their visa, and there's not too many countries around that allow that to happen. Right, right. I mean, I we lived on the south side for a while, and a lot of people do that. They come here legally and then stay illegally. Right, right. Once and, their time is up and they're done with school or whatever their purpose was here, working or... Right. They just and, stay. And we have no... We don't have any... 
we don't have an effective way of tra- of tracking, you know, where those people go. We can tell, okay, somebody came into the country, you know, in New York on a visa. And, and so we know that. But then after that visa expires, it's like, well, we have no idea where that person is. I, you just, that to me makes absolutely no sense. And I think it makes, I think it makes all the sense in the world to say, all right, let's just put a hold on this so we can figure out what exactly is going on and then, and then decide what makes sense moving forward. That's right. Thanks for the call, Katie. I appreciate it. 414-799-1620. And again, when, when I heard Trump on the on the campaign trail talking about banning Muslims, all right, I, that's I just I'm rolling my eyes because that's not what America is is about. You know, singling out people from different you know religions and saying we're not going to allow you know people who practice this particular religion in. At the same time, though, if you have people who are coming in from areas that are known to have heavy terrorist activity or whatever, to me, it only makes sense to say, all right, wait a second. Second, we, we want to make sure the people we're admitting are not going to pose problems. Now, does that sound like profiling to an extent? Well, okay, but like I say, 80-year-old women are 80-year-old women on walkers are not trying to hijack planes. I mean, that's that's not going on. Uh, let's talk to Phil in Cudahy. Phil, good morning. You're on 620 WTMJ. Good morning. I'm enjoying your show. Thank Jeff. you, sir. And uh, I love Charlie, and uh, I'm glad to have you uh, so I can listen to you. That's very kind of you. I appreciate it. Sure. Let me tell you, you know, I'm a 50-year-old man who I guess I would always have considered myself an independent and most often left of center, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, I have – I did vote Democrat in the last two presidential cycles, but they lost me, okay? Okay. And uh, I always listen to TMJ – and I, your show in particular, and Charlie's show, and um, I have to say that what you just said, you know, two minutes ago, is what I've been saying as what you know considered a somewhat liberal person for years. You don't ban a religion; you ban right. the country. So I'm gl- I'm glad you're talking about that, and and I would just only want to add that um, I I appreciate so much of what you guys say. As opposed to another AM radio station. Okay, <laughs> okay but, well, fair, um, well, fair enough. And I, I think I feel I, I do appreciate listening. I appreciate the good words. I mean, look, I, I want to take a common sense approach to this type of thing. And and and, and, and by the way. By the way, if Trump were coming out and saying we are going to permanently ban immigration from these various countries, I I might have a, a very different position on this. But that's not what these orders are. This is look, I he's saying I think we need to have a, we need to take a step back and we need to have a look at the vetting process. Now, I actually think you can make an argument that across the board, maybe we need to be doing more with the vetting process. But I mean, baby steps. If I were going to start, I would start. All right, let's let's deal with it with some of these countries that we know, you know, have significant issues with with terrorism. Let's start with these countries, and then maybe with the idea that we can develop, you know, ways we're looking at this stuff, biometrics, whatever, to expand this across everything. But but at least we're talking about, I think, at this point in time, a temporary sort of thing. And like I say, my asterisk, the question that I would have about this is. Are you also going to then extend this not just to admission into this country, but ways of tracking people who are in this country who overstay their visas? I mean, I've talked about this before. I've had folks who you know tell me about how they were in other other countries and Australia, Ireland. I know, and they tell the stories and. They've overstayed their visas by a day or two, and the authorities are knocking on the door saying, all right, you know, you, you've overstayed your visa. You have to leave or figure out ways to extend it. We just don't do that here. Eric and Racine. Eric, you're on 620 WTMJ. Good morning. Hey, Jeff. Hi, Eric. I, I loved your comments about 95-year-old women in walkers. <laughs> right. If you ever They're... got one to hijack a plane, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ain't going to happen, pal. Ain't going to happen, you know? <laughs> It's young males that are doing that. Right. Um, but otherwise, I think this is a really good step with uh, Trump, what he's trying to do to secure our borders, because think about it. We let all these people in, and we don't properly check them out, and some of them do turn out to be terrorists. Mm-hmm. So why not? Right, right. Why not? That that that's the thing, Eric. Why why not? This is one of these common sense things. Is is it going to stop terrorism activity? No, but but why why not do this? Just you know, say okay, we're, we've we've got to expand our vetting. I want to make sure that we're doing everything we possibly can, even understanding it's not going to be perfect. Why not do something like this? 
Exactly. Yeah, no, thanks for calling. Thanks for, and I guess that's, and this is going to be, as soon as he announced this, I mean, again, there were, there, the language of some of the stuff that's out there. I mean, this, you've got a lot of the immigration folks who are, this is just absolutely terrible. And I understand he's talking about other stuff like the wall and things like that. And we'll discuss these various orders, you know, as, as time permits. But in this particular case, I just do not understand how reasonable people can disagree about putting a hold on immigration from certain countries, certain specific countries, many of which are in turmoil, until you get a handle on the vetting process to make sure that, you know, our national security is is preserved. I just, again, I understand reasonable people disagree on stuff. This particular executive order is not one of those. 956, Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. Coming up in about 10 minutes, it's Dealer's Choice, and we're talking pipelines today. All right. Line and Kugel's Brewery. By the way, if you are ever in Chippewa Falls or the Eau Claire area and you've got a little bit of time, I highly recommend you go over to the original Line and Kugel's Brewery and, and take the tour. It, it's 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 a fun tour. Um, they make a very, very good product. I mean, Line and Kugel's Brewery has been a subsidiary of SAB Miller for uh, going back to the late 1980s. But they're having kind of a renaissance, and they're, they're doing great stuff. I know their Liney's, you know, Light is a very, very pop- popular product now. Well, anyhow, um, I, I've been following this story. You know, Jacob Line and Kugel, Jake Line and Kugel, who is in his mid-60s, who ran the company for a couple decades and—, and essentially retired. Um, He has signed on with the Trump administration, and he's going to be um, a senior White House advisor to the Department of Veteran Affairs. Okay, so this is, you know, it's it's kind of a big thing. Um, Of course, the line of Kugels, it is a military family. Um, And here you have a guy who's a successful business person, um, you know, he served uh, in the Marines himself, returned home to work in the family brewery. Um, multi-generations of family have worked there. So he's going to be working with Veterans Affairs. And I, I think here you have somebody who's got all sorts of business experience. Lord knows Veterans Affairs, I think, needs some people maybe with some business sense to, you know, make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do as efficiently as possible. And Jake Leinenkugel's a good guy. All right. So he, he signs on, and he doesn't need this. My My guess is... My guess is when you're, you know, when you're Jake Alina Kugel, you you don't have to, you know, take a job with the Trump administration as you're pushing 65. My guess is you could be, I don't know, somewhere else chasing golf balls through the Florida sunshine or, or whatever. But, okay, you're doing this. Now, I only bring this up because after this was announced, I, I saw the story, and I know— uh, John McCure was doing some interviews with uh, some of the other members of the Lion and Kugel family. But when I when I, I saw this first in the, the local newspaper up in Eau Claire, the, the Chippewa Falls Herald, I, and I, I, always, I always advise people not to read comments because if you read comments in newspapers, it makes you dumber. I mean, it's just your IQ just drops because while some people – are really, really smart and pithy and interesting with their comments. There's a lot of really stupid people out there who, who take to the, the comment section. So I'm reading these various comments, and there's one after another, people saying they're never going to drink Liney's beer again because this guy's going to go work for Donald Trump in his Department of Veterans Affairs. At which point in time, you want to say this is so stagger- such a staggeringly stupid position that you, you, you hope that if it's raining out in Chippewa Falls or where these people are making the comments, there's somebody there to tell them, hey, you better come in out of the rain or, you know, don't look up. And if you look up, close your mouth. Otherwise, the water will pull, pour down your throat and you will drown. I mean, you just have to tell these people this. But it's like one comment after, another. I'm not drinking line and Kugel beer because he's going to go work for Trump. Guess my response to all that would be good. More for me. 